Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hey, everyone. Uh, beat me. <laughs> I always beat you too, right? Because I'm the one that presses record. I try and predict it sometimes. Yeah. No, never going to happen. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you go first. Uh, hello, everyone. Hey. I'm Carol Ann. This is Matt. Welcome to another episode of Boozing Confused. Uh, we missed last week on accident. Uh, no, we had good reasons. A lot of good reasons. We, I'm we good getting reasons. over a cold. Uh, the executive producer was just like kind of a diva. It, there's just a lot, a culmination of a lot of things. She's so. always a diva. Yeah, we just... She's um, a bit of a diva. That's just layers of, of being a diva. So we're back uh, with a kind of interesting topic this week, I hope. I'm not an expert by any means, but this shit is very interesting to me. So a lot of little conspiracies happening in here uh, that I think we can get into a little bit. But before we get into it... Some items of the housekeeping variety. <laughs> oh, that's a new way of saying it. That's that's fun. That tickles me. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, catfish people into listening to this part. So uh, the first one is uh, we're on all your favorite social media uh, sites. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for now, depending on how Twitter goes. I'm surprised it's made it this far. Really? Um, I think they're doing great. I don't know. There's probably like 12 engineers left and only because they're on visas and they're like looking for other jobs. I'm not really sure. I think Twitter's taken things away and then put them back like three or four <laughs> times. Oh shit. There was a reason you guys did this. <laughs> um, and the best way you can reach us is just like DMing us on any of those platforms, really. Sometimes we miss stuff. Uh, but if social media is not really your thing, you can send us an email at boostingconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you guys. I would say like 80% of the inbox is uh, spam, like shit Ooh. that I never signed up for. But it's like, get your New get Year's your, get healthy your, plans get in your, place. Your, your flat earth kit here. <laughs> Get your flat oh, earth kit God. here. Yeah, I forgot. Test, test out your your <laughs> theories with science. Yeah, I, I forgot about that guy. Uh, you like put on a video. I don't know if everybody knows this story, but there's a, a guy called Flat Earth Dave. And flat Earth Dave. He was very adamant about getting onto the podcast, and we debated it for a good long while. I still stand by yeah. that I wanted him on, not because... I want to give flat earthers a platform. very small platform. <laughs> well, it's any platform. <laughs> one one might say this is a a pebble of a platform. What would our family members say at Thanksgiving and 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 the winter holidays if they knew that we had a podcast? No, no, no. If they knew that we had a flat earther on the podcast, I think that would get us like. Legit. Oh my god, you guys have guests. We might. <laughs> <laughs> we might be able to like cut the turkey or something. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I might get the head of the table. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, 
But ultimately, the reason we decided not to have him on was not because he's a flat earther, but it's because he's actually uh, just a giant piece of shit. Whoa, uh, come on. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Stop being a dick. <laughs> we watched this video of a, I don't know, it was some a NASA professor. It was a NASA like yeah, I don't he, know. He's, he worked he's with NASA at least at some point. And uh, his name's also Dave. Yeah, yeah. So it was the two Daves going back and forth. And anytime Flat Earth Dave wasn't like I wouldn't say winning the argument, but anytime he was like not having a good time in the conversation between the other Dave, uh, he'd just be like, Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Whenever real scientist Dave just was flattening his argument he would go to yeah you're being a dick please stop being yeah. a dick and he goes but you are <laughs> it's the adult equivalent of being like time out <laughs> i was on glue yeah no it was it was great i forgot i was i was in the basement doing something yeah i don't like, remember like but I, I got hooked i think i was cleaning i was hooked that was a great video uh anyways all right so uh social media send is us done. all your shit on social media or don't i don't care uh, the next one is if you like the pod and you want to support us, the best way that you can do that is by leaving us a review and or subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you do any of that shit, if you even, even if you just do a little share on Facebook, do a little share on Twitter or something, I don't give a fuck. Take a screenshot, send it to us. We'll send you some stuff in the mail. Send us your feet pictures. <laughs> don't send us feet pics. I'm not going to open it. It's going to make me feel bad about my feet, probably. <laughs> if you if you have feet good enough uh, for your self-confidence to be like, yes, I'm going to send a picture of this to somebody else. I already know you have better feet than I do. Look at I don't want to see donkey hooves. <laughs> Look at these donkey hooves over here. I don't want to see them. Don't 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 send them to me. Uh, and what are you drinking? Oh, yeah. What am I drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, well, I'm this is your first second beer of the day. Ooh. I'm on my second beer because um, it's been an interesting night. This is a Goose Island Christmas IPA. It's actually really good. It's seven and a half. Ooh, it's seven and a half percent. Good night. <laughs> I'm going to go to night. night I'm going to be finishing that beer. Uh, festively smooth. And it's like a very cute little Christmas sweater design. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. The the sweater design really reminds me of a football. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, actually, it does. College football. Yeah, it does. It's got the little white lines. Yeah, it's no, it's an IPA. It they call it like a Christmas IPA. I I don't know what makes it Christmas, but it's it's, there's like some notes of shit of holiday. Yeah, it's great. What are you drinking? Notes of Mariah Carey. (laughs) Um, Ask me how many times I've heard that song this week at my place of work. It's only Monday. So how many times? Three. That's awful. It's a lot. It's a I lot. don't go into an office, so I'm not subjected to that kind of abuse. Now, this is a Polliner Munich. Um, it's it's a Haifa. It's a Hefe. Hefe. <laughs> it's a boss. <laughs> it's a Hefweizen. <laughs> it's, it's just a wheat beer. It's it's nice. It's from our one of our previous Costco um outings but it's it's one of those beers that just kind of like get forgotten so yeah. that's why i'm drinking it well because it's like when you're a kid and you get a new toy come in and then it's like andy gets you know a new toy and then buzz got, gets shoved to the back of the closet Woody gets shoved to the back yeah. i'm well, done playing with you yeah. no buzz is the favorite oh i don't fucking i don't remember I, don't, I just remember how emotionally traumatized i was after toy story four four um and then all the other ones just got blocked in my memory so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bo Peep. <laughs> Stop it. Shout out to Bo Stop Peep. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. No one's going to let us sit at the Christmas table anymore after that comment. That's fine. That's what, that's what I'm counting on. 
what I'm counting on. All right. Anyways, uh, let's get into today's topic. Let's let's do it. I think it's going to be more conversational. Again, I'm not an expert in any of this shit by any means. I made a joke last uh, last episode about being in Model UN because I well was it last episode two episodes ago when we, we talked about cut. Cutter, yeah. um, where I talked about I was in the Model UN. I don't know shit about China. I don't know shit about China politics. We're talking about China. We're talking about China. Today's entire episode is what the fuck is going on in China. There's a lot. Is that the title of the episode? Um, Probably, yeah. Will I haven't the actually... Will get censored? Yeah, I'll probably censor it. I haven't actually made a, a title for it yet, but it'll probably be something like that. So, I guess, like, where does all this start? I'm sure everyone's heard in the news... Like day after day, week after week, there's like new shit popping up in China, whether it's like COVID restrictions, lockdowns, uh, protests, or I don't know, like political stuff that happens in yeah, general like, unrest. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's unrest. a ton of stuff going on. So We're not having a good time. <laughs> before we get into like the most recent news, we got to start all the way back in like the beginning. October. Not all the way back in the beginning. We don't have that much time. And I, I also did not read that much. Well, the, the land bridge. Yeah. <laughs> the land bridge melted. Um, okay. So uh, very like basic high level overview. Uh, so China is a communist country. No. I hate to break it to you guys this way if you've never known that before, uh, which I would fucking hope you would. Uh, you, you shouldn't find that out from this. But so China's president, uh, Xi Jinping, uh, was just reelected as the general secretary of the Communist Party in October, um, and so this they like do a whole Congress well, thing. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. On. Go ahead. The people have spoken. No, the, they have the not. The people. Nuh-uh. Want Pooh Bear? They absolutely president. did not. Oh, Christopher Robin. <laughs> I get would, you, the honey. would you like to read all the pod notes? It's in coming Pooh Bear's home. Voice? <laughs> um, you say it's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> I don't. I don't have. A lot of soccer jerseys that yeah. are with the teams that are that England will be playing in the World yeah. Cup. So I yeah. just wear my Ireland shirt and say, "This is my this is my fill in the blank. This, this is, is my Senegal. Senegal this is my Argentina <laughs> jersey." Um. So anyway, so so Xi Jinping extended his role. He was he was already twice uh, president. So typically, I guess they have two terms. Uh, he just extended his role as the country's leader for what was a precedent-breaking third term. Um, and he promoted a bunch of his allies into the party's top leadership positions and, like, maneuvered his rivals into retirement. Uh, so kind of, like, creating an environment where he's, like, everyone around him is, like, a yes man because they're, like, yes, I uh, don't want to be, like, a dissenting voice to Xi Jinping. Like, I'm an ally. And anyone who's, like, a naysayer is just, like, get in the boot. I'm not saying, like like getting killed off but like yeah this isn't russia take, no, no, no. this isn't russia <laughs> no no you're not falling down the stairs or <laughs> and then falling out yourself the, no that's what the great leader did no, uh but yeah 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 so with that third term appointment um he's just going to be completely in control of the world's second largest economy which is insane what's the first largest i think that's us really i'm pretty sure it's us. look at us yeah look at us look go. at who'd have thought <laughs> Um, and what's really interesting is there's, I mean, obviously, uh, I don't really know how to put this, but like over the last, I was going to say 10 years, I would say probably since like early 2010s, 2000s. I mean, we've had a rocky relationship with China in general. I would say, uh, it was not the best relationship with 
Trump as president and then especially with Joe Biden coming in as president, there's been a lot of um, like head. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm like doing a They're butting heads. Yes, there you go. Head butting heads. So um, something that's really interesting that happened during this like Congress that they had was uh, the former Chinese leader. Uh, fuck, I'm going to like Ooh. butcher some of these names and I, I very much apologize for it. I didn't write down the. That's um, right the like Apologia. pronunciation guy well no i just i just feel bad because i didn't write down like my pronunciation guide and i also wrote this episode like a week ago so anything that i looked up is a very uh distant memory um so the former chinese leader hu jintao uh was escorted off stage during like a closing session of that congress um he was like very prominently seated next to xi jinping and like halfway like through proceedings in this like great hall of the people in Beijing on, on, you know, like a Saturday during Congress. Um, he was like helped out of his seat in a very dramatic looking moment. Um, like, oh, look how unwell he is. Yeah. Look it was, how hard it was he really works. Bizarre. He's so tired. We you appreciate can, your work. You can watch a video of it and it's hard to say, right? Because the, the former leader, um, is like 80. So, well, he's like 79. So close 80. So it's very hard to say what was the cause of this whole issue. Mm -hmm. I think coming from the China media perspective, it was like he was having a medical emergency, which is very valid for an almost 80 year old man. It could be like not too far off base. Um, but what was really, I don't know, interesting is like this footage that you can watch in, in one of our show note, show note links um, is there's like, these high level exchanges between all of these senior party leaders and he is repeatedly prevented from looking at these like official documents that are in front of him. So there is uh, another man sitting next to him and who is trying to um, take these documents and look at them. It's like covered by a red sheet almost. So he's trying to like look at these documents and the man that's sitting next to him is like taking the documents from his hand, placing them under this like red folder. And anytime he reaches out for the documents, the man next to him like pulls them away. Huh. So, so Xi Jinping is like sat on the other side. He like looks over at the exchange that's happening and like summons a senior aide who comes and like very briefly speaks with everyone. And then a second aide comes over, uh, gets some instruction from Z and then um, Xi Jinping and then speaks to uh, like, you know, who, who's like about to get escorted off. Um, he seems very reluctant to leave and he's like literally lifted from his chair, taken by the arm and escorted out. So there is a um, Twitter like social media site in China called Weibo Um on Weibo, the shit was circulating like wildfire and then obviously like very quickly shut, shut down. down. <laughs> right. Um, so they, they censored it. Um, any searches for this man's name only returned posts like publishing uh, or that were published like before the weekend that had happened where this, this congressional, I don't know, session had happened. Um, and then any of the top 10 trending items that were like closely related to the Congress, like they did not talk at all about this man getting escorted out. And what's interesting is um, people were saying that, again, I'm not a China policy or China politics expert. I don't fucking know. Uh, you can look all this shit up for yourself and form your own opinion. I'm just telling you some of the stuff that I found and some of the conspiracies that I've seen. Um, so people were theorizing that this man who was a former leader, uh, 
had not yet realized or known that everyone, um, that sheet that he was trying to look at was the uh, names of which Xi Jinping had all of his own supporters and everything kind of like being instated into this Congress. And so uh, the former leader probably didn't know that or or was just having a medical episode again, close to the age of 80. So so, so it could be like a like, hey, you're you're done. This is us now. Yeah, exactly. Like you're. Yeah. Again, neither of us are, are experts here. Was was an election had for Xi Jinping originally or was this kind of like a. I've always been in charge. You know, we've always. Well, that's we've why always, we say it's like okay. an unprecedented third term because I don't think if you look at like, I don't know, modern um, like ruling, two terms has kind of been the standard. So this third term that Xi Jinping like pretty much put himself in charge of is kind of like a what the fuck moment, I would say. I don't know. I don't live there. So. Okay. Uh, so that's like one one thing that really kind of kicks some of this off. And and remember, Xi Jinping, of course, has been uh, the ruler of China for the last two terms. I believe their terms are five years each. So would that be 10 years? I could be wrong. Five somebody times fact- two is 10. Yeah. Somebody fact check me on that, um, which means obviously he was around for everything related to COVID. All of the uh, COVID policies kind of came down from Xi Jinping and like those around him. So... That leads us into the next piece of what the hell is going on in China, which is the zero COVID policy. It's a pretty intense one. Like not not yeah. everyone can be quite like New Zealand with how well they handled COVID. No, I remember looking at videos of New Zealand where they're like fucking partying and having like massive very very like concerts and yeah, stuff, and we're all like two time. more weeks, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lol. Um, yeah, which is kind of, kind of crazy how New Zealand was able to handle that. But, um, the zero COVID policy that they have in China, I don't think I even realized until today that even to get on like certain parts of public transit, you had to have a negative COVID test. Like, yeah. And then, and then here they're like, oh, you want to fly a 17 hour flight over to Australia with no mask? Go on, mate. That's your that's your right. That's your prerogative. <laughs> Go ahead. You're feeling under the weather. Nobody gives a shit. Well, what I what I do remember from from like seeing stuff and apologies if this jumps your your notes here, but um, you know, footage from from China where someone like in an office building tests positive for COVID, and then the next moment you see people sprinting like like stampeding out of the building yeah. running because they are about to like lock the building down yep keeping them in place yep and people are just running through security mm-hmm. as the gates are literally closing upon them yeah because if they don't leave they're going to be stuck yep yeah so we have like some really fucked up stories from uh i don't know some of, some of these really intense lockdowns and that's definitely one of them but the zero COVID policy, um, you know, really starts in like some of the bigger areas of China, like Shanghai. Um, Shanghai maybe had some like less strict approaches. I think maybe some different parts of China were allowed to adopt their own policies or, or have some similarities with varying degrees of severity. Um, 
But most recently, since like April 1st of 2020, and it's December, uh, most areas of Shanghai have had these like area separated controls, that's in quotes, um, which is like one of the largest lockdown events in China since the very beginning of the pandemic in early 2020. Um, So April 22nd, officials announced that they would escalate COVID lockdown restrictions and further tighten lockdown measures. And some of the new measures included evacuating people to disinfect their homes, uh, placing electronic door alarms to warn if like infected people are trying to leave. Oh, Oh my gosh. And that doesn't even include like there are videos where people's, I mean, if you remember from the early days of COVID, there were pictures coming out of China of apartment buildings getting like like grates like welded on the doors so people could not leave. Right. Yeah. And and um I don't again, I don't know if this is jumping ship here, but like people like jumping from their high rises yeah. because they couldn't get groceries. Yeah. Because they were were stuck. Yeah. That's actually a great segue. Um, so apartment buildings, I mean, again, China is a very densely or ha- China has very densely populated um, like major cities. Oh, it's extraordinarily popular. Is China makes up a massive part of the world population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so these apartment buildings, like if you're in an apartment building where at least one person has tested positive for COVID, your apartment building is now designated a sealed area and like no one is allowed to leave. You are stuck. So you cannot step foot outside your house. Even if you don't have the virus, even if you have no symptoms, you are not allowed to leave, which is crazy to me, especially kind of considering, I don't know what the um, ventilation is like there, but ever since the, the very early stages of COVID, they've done a lot of research to try to understand how the COVID particles um, like, will, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, travel. Yeah. Thank you. How they'll travel through HVAC. So for example, if I'm in oh, an apartment mm-hmm. building and we have very central air kind of circulating through, if a person in the apartment, uh, maybe, you know, right before me or right above me has COVID, will their COVID particles travel through my circulated air system? Or, or, or will it get caught by the, by the, the HEPA filters? Yeah. I, so all these we places. Those? We got those, no, right? Oh, no, no I'm, I'm sure we don't. A lot of places were given the opportunity or like maybe funds uh, in the U.S. to improve their ventilation systems so that they could have filters that would filter out for stuff like this. Uh, did they actually do that? Probably not. No. It's, no. It's, it's, it's I'm sure like filters. schools and stuff, like a lot of schools actually in the U.S. were asking for the funds to upgrade their system so that they could have uh, better ventilation which i'm sure is already aged out to begin with right if, if you have a, a school built in like the 1960s you don't have to worry Good about luck. central air because you ain't got none <laughs> and also it's just asbestos so <laughs> right and but but back to china i mean they they alone that that country makes up like what like a, a tenth of the world's population. Yeah. Where it was like 8 billion people now. Yeah. They have 1.4 billion people. Did you just look that up? Do I you did. know that offhand? Yeah, top of my head. Oh, you're Don't so look at my smart. screen. Don't look at my screen. <laughs> 1.4 billion people. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's also just a fucking massive country. 
It is quite large. It's, it's it insane. is quite large. Yeah. So it's not like 1.4 billion people living in the size of LA. Um, but getting back to your point of how you're talking about people not being allowed to leave, um, tens of millions of people in at least 30 regions were ordered to stay home under partial or full lockdowns. One resident in the western part of China said, it's been 15 days. We are out of flour, rice, and eggs. From days ago, we've run out of milk for the kids. And so... In, like, mid-September, China recorded, like, 900-ish new COVID cases across the entire country. Out of 1.4 billion? Yeah. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to look up in real time the current cases being reported in China. Oh, uh, looking it up. Uh, type, 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 Um, Google tells me new cases as of December 4th is... 31,000. We'll call it 31,000 with the seven day average being 35,000. Is that being underreported? Probably. Uh, but again, mid September. So it's early December now. 949 new cases across the entire country. Um, and so there's a part of the country that has a border with Kazakhstan, um, which saw people who were incredibly desperate for help because they were on these really strict, severe lockdowns. They could not leave. Um, there was one post that showed a video of a Uyghur man who was just like overcome with emotion. He said his three kids hadn't eaten for three days, which would just as a parent break my heart. I that's unbearable. That makes me, that's un- it, it made me really sad to read the story. Um, there was an online document that was shared with like over 300 urgent requests for food and medicine and sanitary pads that was being circulated. Um, someone said, I'm out of money to buy supplies. My wife is pregnant and we have two kids. We are running out of gas. My wife needs a medical check. Um, what's really interesting, and we have not brought this part up yet, but we're about to, is uh, for anyone who's unaware, China for a pretty good amount of recent time has been accused of um, putting a Uyghur population into concentration camps, essentially. Uh, but like kind of getting away with it because again, they're like the second largest economy in the world and everyone's kind of become dependent on China for like our global trade economy. Um, so now the, the Uyghur people are like, like a Muslim practicing yes. people. Yes. And people have even called this like a genocide almost. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Um, So there was a long-awaited UN report that was recently uh, posted that accused China of like very serious human rights violations, like we mentioned, um, against Uyghurs and other mainly Muslim minorities in uh, Xinjiang. And so rights groups said that more than a million Uyghurs had been detained against their will. Beijing said that it's like network of camps are just a tool to fight terrorism. Guys, don't worry. Just a terrorism tool. We got some terrorism tools here in the U.S. Doesn't protect us against anything, but you got to take your shoes off at the airport. <laughs> and and someone might <laughs> might see you naked through the... They might see your ding-dong outline. The thing. Whenever I go through the airport, I always put it at 12 o'clock. I always, I always do yeah. that. I always make sure. Yeah. Um, there was a, a province in the southwestern part of China where authorities locked down an area of the pro- uh, provincial 
provincial am i pronouncing provincial it? yeah That's capital a- uh without any warning so like five hundred thousand people were at home with zero chance to prepare so like here where the beginning of covid we had the opportunity to be like okay stores are going to close or they're going to have reduced hours or we need to figure out a way to get groceries these people literally had no opportunity there was no planning involved there was no forewarning it was just like oh by the way covid lockdown by the way we closed five minutes ago yeah (laughs) like like i cannot fucking imagine and here i am like is our railroad um, union or are the railroad unions about to strike? Like, should I stock as they up the fr- As they fucking should. As they should. As they should. We're very pro-union on this podcast, but just, just in case it wasn't clear. I'm just pro not being a bad person. I know it's going to be called an illegal strike. Don't let the media fool you. It's not an illegal strike. It's capitalism trying to trying to turn your attention away from the corporate profits that have uh, spiked since the beginning of COVID. So. Yeah, our country is run by the rich, and it would be a 2% loss if they if if workers were given seven days. Of just sick leave. Sick, That's all. sick just leave. Sick leave. Just paid sick leave. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. We uh, that Maybe that'll be for another... Maybe if they do go on strike, we'll have a, a pod episode about it, but in case you've made it 30 minutes into the podcast so far... Go stock up on your your pantry items. You might want to get some stuff. We just, should, yeah, we should probably yeah, get a just Costco. In case. Yeah, we, yeah, for the hot. We're dogs. getting low on beer. Oh yeah, and beer. And we'll bring our own onions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So another quote from a another resident of this area that was locked down. Uh, we can't buy stuff online as they don't deliver and supermarkets are closed. Is the government treating us like animals or do they want us to die? And that was one user on that Weibo platform. That's kind of like a Twitter. And I also just want to say, I don't I don't know if we've necessarily said this yet, but when some of these places go on lockdowns, it's not necessarily like, oh, you're locked down for two weeks. Some of these fucking places could be on lockdown for two months. So yeah. can you imagine like zero notice? Whatever you have in your house is all you have. Yeah, it's all you're going to have for, for two months. Good luck. I had an Uber driver. Um when I went into the city of Chicago, I had an Uber driver that was telling me that during COVID, when the courts finally opened back up, he went to the court to go get a divorce. And he said that the line outside of Daly Plaza in Chicago was out the fucking door outside. Hey, we made <laughs> it. Wrapped around the building. We made it. We did great. So I would love to see the divorce rates of people who are stuck um, in China in these like very drastic lockdowns because... It's probably got to be insane. Um, And so something else that kind of happened when you uh, look at these like very strict lockdowns is uh, these like locked exits that we were talking about. So so you saw pictures of like outside doors being welded shut. Most recently, I think we saw like gates that kind of come down. If you think about being at a a mall with security, individual stores have their own little gates that drop down from the top. Um, Some apartment buildings have that or like larger buildings have that. Uh, There were also like, if you think about like single apartment buildings with like one door, um, there were like metal bars that prevented people from being able to open the door. So there was an earthquake, uh, I want to say November, um, where people were trying to leave and they couldn't because they were on lockdown and there was like security preventing them from leaving. The gates were shut at the bottom of their building. So they weren't allowed to go outside. 
Wasn't there like a massive fire as well? Oh yeah, we're gonna get there. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. we're getting okay. there. Oh baby. I'm I'm aware of stuff. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, <laughs> and if you're in Chicago, WBEZ is currently doing a pledge drive for. Uh, <laughs> this is your last Tuesday. chance to get a a dinner at a three Michelin star restaurant. <laughs> The Olydia, the Olydia reservations are killing me right now. I don't know. Speaking of apartment buildings on fire, this is your last chance. (laughs) Donate five dollars. We have a gracious donor who agreed to double your donations. I love public radio, and it's actually just like Mackenzie. What is her name? Mackenzie uh, Bezos. I just know Guy Raz. Yeah, I'm I'm Guy Raz. Jeff Bezos's, Beth Bezos's ex-wife, who's like taking all of his money and just throwing it wherever she can donate it's pro move yeah pro move uh all right so next to the zero covid policy when you think about what happened here in the u.s uh we've had like ongoing supply chain issues uh the economy i wouldn't say the economy is tanking but we've definitely had fluctuations in our economic system some rumblings yeah uh so what's interesting is because china is maybe considered by some this like uh production hub of the world because so many people rely on these kinds of jobs and then people just randomly get locked down for you know a month at a time weeks or whatever uh there's a lot of issues over there in terms of like stability of jobs production all that good stuff which means that there's a lot of economic issues so we'll start where all things start and that's with money uh, so this like zero COVID policy that Xi Jinping and his administration have like been very adamant about, um, has just like destroyed the China economy, uh, for months now. So youth unemployment reached like a record 20%. Uh, there were like sags within corporate profits, which is to be expected. Uh, economic growth fell very below their own projections. So they they had projected, um, you know, like a 2.3% slide in January to September. It actually fell like just over 3%. And um, that's within like the industrial sectors. And so uh, the government projected like 5.5% growth for 2022 in, in March. And, um, you know, that was right before Shanghai had this like huge COVID wave mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of pushed them into a lockdown. And then the economy just came to like a complete grinding halt. And so a lot like thousands of young people have lost work because of this, um, you know, and like there's a jobs crisis going on in China right now. So, again, one in five people between the ages of 16 to 24 are unemployed, which is insane. Um, so when you think about like our unemployment rate right now overall is about 3.5%. I don't know what the, God, do we call them Gen Zers? I don't know what the the young population of the U.S. unemployment is. The the youths. Uh, But I'd be curious if it rivals that that 20% and if it's offset at all within the U.S. because the rest of the job market is so strong. I'd have to look that up. I'll take that as an action item. Action, action. Put it on the addendum. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll follow up. I'll follow up after this meeting. Let's circle back. And I'll CC you. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
Um, all right. So with all of these things that happen, you've got uh, an unprecedented third term by a leader that's maybe not so well loved by people anymore. Uh, you've got the zero COVID policy that people were very sympathetic to in the beginning stages of COVID uh, that people are now growing incredibly weary of because it's having all of these economic factors that come into play. People are losing their jobs. Um, people are stuck in these lockdowns. They can't support their families. What happens when all of that happens? What does happen? Protests. Anger. The people take to the streets. Rebel, Hell rebel, rebel. Yeah. Rebel, rebel, rebel. Yeah. So protests first started making headlines with, uh, you know, with China, with Foxconn. I'm not sure if that's actually like the very beginning of it, but if the Foxconn protests kind of sound familiar, if Foxconn sounds familiar... Uh, it's actually a science and technology park. Uh, that's what it's called. Science and technology park. Uh, it's a tech park in, um, a Southern, Southern part of China. Um, it is their largest factory site worldwide. Foxconn's largest factory site. Uh, it gained notoriety in 2010. So about 12 years ago after a bunch of suicide attempts from workers. Did they not have those nets? That's why the nets are in place. They had the nets. They had these nets that were outside the building that yep. when you jumped from wherever you were able to get out, you would land in a net and not complete the attempt. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of, in 2010, a lot of these attempts were successful by employees at the Foxconn facilities that were in the area. So there were like 15 attempts in 2010 and uh, 10 to 13 of which were fatal. I'm not sure why it's 10 to 13 if you can't really... What you can't tell? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like a manner just, of death. I'm not sure. You know you know what the communists, the numbers aren't ever quite right. This, yeah. Yeah. The czar of counting over here saw, mm-hmm. saw this, but the czar of counting over there saw that. Yeah, creative numbers. Yeah, the numbers are a bit different. So I will say um, the park that we're talking about produces the bulk of Apple's iPhone line. Apple just recently talked about moving production outside of China. I also want to say like Foxconn does not solely produce Apple products. It's a lot of our um, like day-to-day electronics that we use regardless of the kind of phone type that you have. Uh, so as much as I love to shit on Apple, it's just, it's just, not just, just Apple. Just big stinky ones. Yeah, we both do. We both do. Um, so there's hundreds of thousands of people who are employed at this site. It's like a walled campus almost. So if you're familiar in, um, the U S with like Silicon Valley and how every large tech company is like a big campus, uh, think of it like that, but it's like a walled campus in China. Um, so it's sometimes called like Foxconn city. Uh, it's like 1.2 square miles. There's 15 factories. There's worker dormitories, four swimming pools, a fire brigade. They, they have their own fire. You gotta people. have your own fire guys. Yeah. There's its own television network, which is kind of bizarre. And there's a city center with a grocery store, a bank, restaurants, bookstore, hospital. And some of the workers live in surrounding towns and villages, but a lot of them live and work inside this like big complex. Um, So a quarter of the the employees live within the dormitories and many of them work up to 12 hours a day for six days each week, which is a lot of a lot of fucking work. That's a lot of work. And you never leave. And that's something that's always really interesting when you think about the benefits of, well, maybe not anymore with big tech and in uh, the US, but a lot of these companies will tout like, hey, within our building, we have access to a gym. 
we give you breakfast and lunch and snacks and we give you X, Y, and Z. And if you stay late, we pay for your dinner. It's not to make you feel all good and fuzzy inside. It's, it's to, to make you, there. it's to, it's keep to you fucking there. keep you yeah. there and not realize that you're being held there because it's cheaper for them to pay you or pay for your dinner and, and have you stay a few extra hours than like hire somebody else to take on the additional work that you're doing for 12 hours a day. Because we need record sales. Yeah. We got to keep <laughs> anything for profits. We got to keep pushing that up yeah um so in 2010 when these suicides happened uh there were 20 chinese universities that compiled an 83 page report on foxconn and they described it as a labor camp which is not shocking in the slightest kind of given the conditions so they interviewed about 1800 foxconn workers at 12 factories and they found that there's evidence of illegal overtime and failure to report accidents which is maybe like one of the least shocking parts (laughs) of it um they also criticized the management style and they called it inhumane and abusive but most recently because that was 12 years ago um and there have been like suicide attempts since but i think maybe they put the nuts up um so it's for worker safety. Yeah, of course. yeah. There you go. Yeah, we care about your well-being, which really just means like we put suicide nets up. So. No, you jump and then yeah. they they go. Oh, you okay? Okay, get back to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Um. So most recently, with these very strict quarantine rules that have been happening, um, people have just gotten fucking pissed off. People are tired. If you think about how um tired in the U.S. people are of of COVID, and we are a very individualistic society who doesn't fucking care about our neighbors or, you know, the guy down the street. It's a bit frustrating Uh, as well, but yes, very frustrating. Um, so as sick of it as we are, um, the just common people within China are becoming increasingly frustrated with these, uh, quarantine rules and the COVID policies. So Foxconn, has not been able to stamp out like outbreaks. They've had horrible conditions inside the factory. Um, there's been shortages of food, which like is causing people obviously to leave the factory campus, um, you know, because, well, you can't fucking eat. There's not much going on that you can do. It's like kind of a, I don't want to say sink or swim, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. So people with these um, like closed loop operations that they've done to, to help improve the COVID numbers, people have lived and worked on the site and just been completely isolated from the west of the, the rest of the world. Um, so allegedly, allegedly, again, it's so hard to get like actual numbers because you don't know what's real, what's well, yeah, not what's, real. Yeah. Um, former workers have estimated that thousands of people have left the factory campus that that just to never come back yeah um before all of this unrest happened um there's a plant that employed like some two hundred thousand people and of course like they were doing here uh to help the labor shortage that we had here uh foxconn was trying to uh offer like bonuses and higher salaries so that they could retain staff lure more people in you know to make Mm -hmm, people happier mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so local authorities even had to step in they like like urged retired soldiers and government workers to take on stints which for the good of the country is very bizarre yeah because i i feel like um We've also talked about doing that here. Like, oh, you have a teacher shortage in Florida? Why don't we just send in the National Guard? They sound very qualified. They could teach. This 19-year-old who used to play Call of Duty. (laughs) 
so there's a bunch of different sources. This article is, is really interesting and, and you could definitely read it in the show notes, but there's one source that says um, the eagerness of like local authorities to recruit workers maybe caused some like miscommunication, quote unquote, to these new hires that were coming in, um, including issues of like allowance and accommodation, aka they were fucking lied to or catfished. Um, so there was a document that set out the salary package of the new hires, and the workers in this document were promised three thousand dollar yuan bonuses after 30 days on the job with another 3000 to be paid after a total of 60 days. But according to a worker who was there, after they got to the plant, the new recruits were actually told by Foxconn that they would only receive the first bonus on March 15th and the second installment in May, which meant that they had to work through the Lunar New Year holiday, which if you know anything about China, you know, it's a very big big deal. deal. Um, which starts in January 2023 to get the first of the bonus payments, which is bullshit. Obviously, a breach of contract. Uh, so people were like, fuck you. We're going to start protesting. Hell yeah. Good for you. Uh, so the protest started outside the workers' dormitories. Maybe you even saw videos of this happening. It was kind of stark. It was uh, people throwing like the uh, like crowd control gates almost at like a bunch of uh, what I call them police officers. They were in like hazmat suits, basically. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they were police officers or military members. Um, but uh, protests started outside the workers' dormitories. There were like hundreds of people marching and chanting slogans, which included anything from down with Foxconn, which is like pretty mild. That's a good place <laughs> to start. Polite. Um, and so workers were clashing with security guards, fighting back tear gas, fired by police. And so the standoff lasted for a little bit. And the situation escalated when a large number of security forces, which were mostly in like these white hazmat suits that I talked about, um, they were deployed to the scene. And some police marked with like SWAT arrived at the campus and sent home. They were told to send home 200,000 workers. Like, just get out of here. So, uh, get out of here, kids. (laughs) Obviously, in China, they do not have like a Twitter, they don't have Facebook, they have some kind of equivalence. So, workers, as they started to see these protests happening on live streams on some of their video platforms that are the equivalent, maybe, of like TikTok, uh, in China, um, you know, these protests started to grow, and a lot of these live streams started to be cut or censored, uh, for very obvious reasons. Don't want that as some kind of easy recruiting. So any kind of online searches uh, for Foxconn <laughs> had been restricted within the country, obviously. Uh, it's some, just like job application links. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come join, <laughs> come join our family. <laughs> um, so some protesters marched to the main gate of the production facility compound, which uh, is like separate from the dormers uh, or the, the workers' dormitories uh, in an attempt to block assembly work. And so, um, you know, some workers, like, smashed COVID testing booths. They, they smashed glass doors. They smashed advertising boards at restaurants in the area. And it got to a point where Foxconn even offered to pay the newly recruited workers 10,000 yuan, uh, which is about $1,400, to quit and just leave the assembly factory uh, in their attempt to like quell these protests. They wow. were literally like, we will pay you to fucking leave. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine by me. That's, that sounds like the Twitter severance. If, if I'm being honest, maybe, maybe a little, 
less bad with Twitter. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So that's like the beginning stages of the public protest that we at least saw in worldwide news. The next one is the apartment fire that you talked about. Yes, the apartment fire. Yes. Terrible. And this is um kind of the the last piece of it. So so these protests that started popping up about this apartment fire that happened, um, there was a, a Western city in China that uh, had this huge apartment fire that killed 10 people. And a lot of people attribute this, like these 10 preventable deaths to uh, COVID restrictions because people were confined to their homes. And China has been very adamant that like, no, we are not locking people in. Uh, you know, you're, you're not stuck in the building. The reason that these people died is because they don't have survival skills. Huh. Yeah. Which is kind Whoa. of fucked up. You so, didn't, you didn't eat the cardboard you had in, yeah. your, in your pantry. <laughs> yeah. You didn't, you didn't season that, uh, floor tile well enough yeah exactly um so there were chinese commentators that pointed to video footage of what appeared to be attempts at putting out the fire as evidence that a lockdown had stalled this effort to put the fire out so this footage showed that pressurized water from a fire hose sprang just out of reach of the burning building um which suggested that the fire trucks couldn't get any closer to the building and uh, a lot of people reported that cars had been parked in the area uh for so fucking long that the batteries were dead and they couldn't move the cars because they hadn't been used for so long because of these lockdowns like people had been in the house for so uh, long that their yeah. car battery literally mm-hmm. just died. Uh, so obviously couldn't move any of the cars out of the way for the fire truck to get closest to the building. Um, I also read uh, from, uh, God, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say like a uh, unverified source, but yeah, read, read on the internet that um, this lockdown that happened was one of those pretty immediate ones. So the parking was kind of erratic all over the place. It's not like it was a, a very neat parking job by everybody. It was like literally you park and you're stuck in the building. So uh, the residents who were sealed in the homes um, fit like this broad pattern of how the lockdowns had been enforced in a pretty large part of China. So there were like barricades and bolted doors uh, and people, you know, who may or may not have been exposed to COVID could not leave because the doors were literally fucking bolted shut. And again, what is most absurd about this, and I think what really pissed a lot of people off in China, is that the government was trying to blame people for dying in the fire because they said that they don't have fucking survival skills. I don't think fire, I don't, I don't think being on fire, I don't think there's any I mean, like, they were they were pretty much saying like, you don't have the survival skills like to figure out where the emergency exit is or to where fa- are you exactly. going to go. Exactly. So these protesters started calling for an end to all of the lockdowns um, at first because obviously after the earthquake, after uh, this apartment fire, after the Foxconn stuff, like people are just tired of these really aggressive lockdowns. Uh, And then, and then something very special happened. People started calling for Xi Jinping to step down. Oh, no. I think it was a very isolated group. <laughs> I don't think it was it very isolated? widespread. Um, even if the sentiment is very widely shared, I think kind of given the the nature of the government, I'm not sure if people would really 
broadly protest that. Um, it kind of got to a point where I don't think I have this part in the notes, but I, I heard a lot about it on the radio. Um, people were being called proactively by the police department in China saying, hey, where were you at this time and trying to track if they were at the protest or not? Um to obviously give them some sort of punishment right. for engaging, yes. uh, which is kind of wild to me. And so these protests that happened um, are kind of like the most jarring and like the boldest challenges to China's leadership in general since. Since he took office. No. Oh, uh, Beijing Olympics. No. no. Uh, 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 1989. What happened in China? Tank Man. Oh, the Tiananmen, Tiananmen Square. Square. Yes. No, that never happened. Yeah. That <laughs> so, never happened. No. Yeah, what are you that... talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, these are probably the most pro-democracy protests to happen in the country since 1989 with, with that happening, uh, with that tragedy. And a lot of protesters in um, the protests over the last few weeks have been using like blank shades of paper, paper as like a creative gesture uh, to talk about censorship, which... They're holding yeah. up blank signs. Yep, exactly. So uh, people are trying to like spread all of this information online about the the protests, which again, with like the Foxconn stuff was obviously very quickly censored. Um, the zero COVID policies at the time that I wrote this about a week ago hadn't changed. It sounds like over the last few days, they're quote unquote easing restrictions to make them a, a little bit more relaxed. I don't know how much of that is because of the protests and how much of that is because of the very poor economic outlook that China has. Uh, maybe a mixture of both. Not really sure. Um, but at again, at the time of this writing, there was really no like real acknowledgement of these protests that were happening. It was kind of like a, do you acknowledge the protests that are happening and what potentially inspire more people to join um like people were trying to go out and protest and the places that they were protesting at had been like fenced off uh there was like very large security forces there so obviously could not continue um but any mention of these protests online were being deleted in china uh when officials did mention the protest they were trying to like discredit the protesters by saying that they were paid off by hostile countries like the u.s when in doubt, blame <laughs> external power. Usually I'll accept any blame for anything as an American with a country that doesn't really care about us. Sorry, FBI guy. <laughs> I'm sure we've, we've <laughs> On got, the a, list. <laughs> got a great relationship over the last 30 years. But um, this is like a conspiracy theory with absolutely no evidence, um, but it's frequently trotted out in china whenever like anything is going wrong they're like oh must be america it's gotta be the americans <laughs> gotta be americans pelosi <laughs> was over in taiwan the other day yeah she was thanks let's, pelosi <laughs> let's just scramble some jets um what's really interesting is there is a protester that was interviewed that uh provided this quote how can we be a foreign force we can't even access the foreign internet how can foreign forces communicate with us it's only domestic forces that are forbidding us from gathering and demonstrating so again yeah they they tried as much as possible to quell these protests they blanketed protest sites that were uh already used or potentially going to be used um 
people's phones were being searched by police officers on the spot for any sort of apps that are prohibited. Uh, you know, they were going to the homes of would-be protesters. The cops to, are like, yeah. do you have any games on your phone? <laughs> do you have any games on your phone? Do you have any games on your phone? <laughs> Can I please see your phone? Um, <laughs> so officials were going to the homes of people people who had protests or, or would be protesting uh, to warn them against illegal activities. And they were, some of them were actually like taken away for questioning. Um, you know, censors are scrubbing like protest symbols and slogans from social media. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I uh, am very interested in seeing what happens. Uh, I think similarly to uh, Iran, who's going through I don't know if I'd call it a revolution right now, like sure civil so. unrest. I sure hope it's a revolution. Uh, over the over the weekend, it was announced that Iran would be dismembering, dismembering, dis. What's the word I'm looking for? Disbanding, disbanding. Dis, dis, yeah, there you go. Jesus, dismembering, dismembering. Is... Ooh, <laughs> really getting rid intense. of all the arms. <laughs> um, they'd be getting rid of the morality police in uh, in Are Iran. They really? Well unclear if that's actually going to happen or not it was touted by like one official that it was going to happen and then other officials are kind of like wish-washy on it so i don't know that was months ago that these protests started i i think want to say back in like september yes um so who knows i don't really know if something similar would carry on in china they're two very different culturally different massive yeah countries with different governments and and everything but uh you know good fucking luck to everybody hell yeah yeah, good luck. Hell yeah. Uh, and that's today's episode. I don't really have uh, too much more else. Uh, I'm sure there have been updates that have happened in the last few days, but I don't really have a ton other than sounds like Apple's going to move some shit out of China. Probably not like out of the goodness of their hearts, uh, but probably because they, oh, yeah, they see some like downturn in economic, you know, uncertainty and some production being decreased and, you know, whatever. Uh, Nobody, just, no, no fucking corporation ever does anything out of the goodness of their hearts, except maybe Patagonia. Oh, they maybe are nice, Patagonia. But they're very, very expensive, but very. Yeah, there's a I kids like their coat. hats. I like their hats. I yeah. like their their jackets. Yeah. But no, um, I feel like people need to actually care more about where their stuff comes from and how it's made yeah. than we currently do. But yeah, absolutely. It's easier to not know. A hundred percent. Yeah. But well, that's today's episode. Uh, that's uh, I don't really have a great transition out yeah, of this just one. Go go read some stuff. Go you know there's a ton of fucking links in the show notes if you're interested in any of this. I I did a lot of research and notes gathering, so enjoy. Read it all. Go go read more than the news headlines. Send us a, a five paragraph essay. I thought you were to say send us your feet pics. <laughs> <laughs> that too <laughs> also attached. just kidding please don't if you write your essay on your feet it's extra credit <laughs> ew no i I'm absolutely i absolutely hate feet um oh god have a day everyone have, have a, day. a great rest of your week everyone have a day have a week um oh is it too early to say this um but i'm um, happy honda days everyone <laughs> happy honda days happy honda days <laughs> all right yeah we're out of here goodbye have a great week godspeed bye